Welcome everyone to Pastor Rob's podcast today and boy do we have an exciting show for you today. I'm so excited to tell you about this show today. We will be interviewing evangelist Shamgar Deathridge and uh, we've had him, we're having him for revival all this week and last night was absolutely incredible. He's sitting here right now next to me and uh, you're going to love talking to this young man or listening to what he has to say. Our evangelist is preaching for us here at Clovis PCG through Thursday night, every night this week at 7 o'clock. We are having prayer uh, every night as well at uh, 6 o'clock. And so if you can make it out to those services, we'd really love to have you come and join us. Please share these podcasts with your friends and family members. It's really important to do that. So we want you to do that. So let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to do our best to hold to the podcast time limit of 15 minutes. We're going to try that. But you know, when you get two preachers together and they start talking, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> so so we'll just have to see how that goes. Uh, so Brother Shamgar uh, Deathridge, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how God called you into the ministry. Of course, your dad, you know, we love your dad. Your dad has preached revivals for me, uh, many revivals, in fact, outstanding revivals. And um, so um, you, you're like family, really. Have, having you here with us is just incredible. We, we appreciate it, you coming by to preach for us. Outstanding word last night from heaven. And uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So um, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry and your family and that new baby. All right. Leah. Okay, go ahead. Well, praise the Lord. We, uh, I was born and raised in Southern California there. My parents pastored uh, the Bloomington Pentecostal Church of God all my life. And I was raised in church and and I was, you know, raised around the ministry and things, and my family's very ministry-oriented. It wasn't just a job. It was who they were in every aspect. But um, they raised us to love the Lord, to serve Him, to, to live for Him with all, the, all your might. And um, <clears throat> I remember growing up, uh, you know, as a pastor's kid, you see things in ministry not everybody sees. And it's not that I hated God or didn't want to serve the Lord, but I, I didn't want to have anything to do with ministry. I had, you know, I had my life all laid out. I wanted to go different ways and do different things. But I remember I was 12 years old at a summer camp up in uh, Big Bear, California, and that Wednesday night, I believe it was, I felt the Lord called me to preach. And so that I, must have been the night that I was preaching your youth camp. <laughs> 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 I preached a couple of youth camps for your dad. I want to take credit for that one. You know, there you <laughs> go. There you go. But we had we had great great services. But the Lord, I felt the Lord called me to preach, and I I didn't preach for a couple years. It wasn't that you know just not well. I wasn't bold enough per se, and was still young and scared. But I remember the first message I preached, and where I preached it, and what I preached. I preached on. Uh, the fields are wide under harvest, and I only preached like a minute and a half, but that was, <laughs> but and after that, began to preach at nursing home services and different things, and I thought I was, this was kind of funny, I thought I was big stuff when 
another family in the church that was doing their own nursing home service, they invited me to come preach at their nursing home service. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm getting big time now. <laughs> but the Lord, Lord called me to preach, and I was endeavoring to do that. Um, I had a lot to learn, and I still do. I, then when I was almost 18, just a few weeks shy of 18, I moved out to Arkansas to help a pastor out there in a small church. And I began helping there and preaching around. And and then I evangel- you know, I'd preach out when I got opportunities as a young young preacher. And so that's really where the Lord um, instilled a lot of, you know, there's a lot of wisdom and things that my parents instilled in me. But my that was where God instilled a lot of, I don't know the word, but I do remember the first night I ever felt that anointing power that just come over me, and it was it was it was like it it just changed me. And it's I, an addiction, isn't it? <laughs> to an ascent, to a sense, it is. And, but it was like I felt something greater than me kind of come on come on me and make me something I wasn't. Kind of like last night. Yes, and and ever since then I've always when I you know it's not that we strive for the feeling, but I do strive for God's help and touch while I'm preaching but and then ever since then I've been I've preached out I you know I never went full-time evangelist I, I never was good enough for that and then I actually pastored a church for a couple years in southern Arkansas there are some good folks there and was there for two years and then the Lord moved me to northern Louisiana and uh, was there helping the pastor in a small church there and we're there for a while and then here, the beginning of this year, we went full-time evangelist, and we we've been married a little over a year. We have um, our new little baby was born April 26th, and she's precious. We love her, and we're very thankful. God's been good to us, and and I guess the the day that we made the choice to go full-time evangelist was we were at a church, and I'd been talking to Jessa. I'm not very good at these things, so I'm kind of all over the place. But No, it's good. I was talking to Jessa, and I said, you know, I feel like the Lord is telling us this is what we need to do and to just step out in faith and let Him let Him take care of the rest. And I remember we were sitting one Sunday morning, and I was preaching somewhere, and we had never told anybody we were full-time evangelists because we didn't feel we were, and we didn't want people to think we were of something that we 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 weren't trying to be we were we'd preach as much as people ask us to but we didn't you know we i still had a job and you know different things that let me offer well preaching and stuff but that one morning the pastor got up and said these folks are full-time evangelists and we need to bless them because this is all they do and i looked over at my wife and i said this is god telling us this is what we need to do because i didn't tell nobody we were I just was preaching, and ever since then we've we've just said this is what we're gonna do. It ain't always been, you know, it's just been really a few months. But the Lord has showed Himself faithful, and God's been good, and and it's just it's the best thing to be doing is is God's will, and the best place is where God's at, where He wants you to be, you know. So. Well, it's a, it's a real blessing to have you with us at Clovis PCG. Uh, we we have a lot of revivals, and uh, well, more than most, I would say a lot. We have three to four revivals every year, 
and uh, we have you on the schedule now every year we're going to have you but uh, it's really refreshing to see youth like yourself on fire for God and to see someone like you that actually is stepping out in faith Shamgar and trusting God for your complete support I mean you just don't hardly see that nowadays you know as district bishop I talk to young pastors all the time about pastoring but they want to stay in the town where they live they you know they want to pastor a church in their town want to keep their jobs you know and all of this uh, it's it's hard to find someone like you and your family that just steps out and says God we're gonna go and we want you to you know bless us in this process and he has obviously he has and so we're grateful for that and I'm, I'm praying Clovis PCG will be a blessing to you financially, you know, because we know the importance of, of the evangelist in the church and uh, fires people up, gets people on fire in the church. So I see great faith coming from your heart and what you're doing for Jesus. And I tell you, I, I love seeing that. I'm, I'm not kidding. I just love seeing that. Well, let's talk a little bit about your sermon last night. Cause All you right. said. You said some things last night, brother, that I still have not been able to get out of my head. And one of you know one of the statements you said last night, and of course the title of your sermon was "A Problem That Only a Divine Answer Will Do." You know, I was really impressed with your title, but you know, obviously it was a story about Elijah, and I'm not going to preach your sermon. Oh, go ahead. But I'm trying to set this up for the folks because this was really incredible. You know, you you t you talked about how we need more fire in the church and, and if we're going to have any kind of move of God, it's got to be done with the fire and it's got to come from heaven. It's got to come from God. Yeah. And that was just so incredible what you said. But you said something last night that made me get on my feet, brother, and really shout. And that was when you said that the Holy Ghost is not a doctrine. I can't remember the word exactly you used, but the word that popped in my head that what you were saying was, and you can correct me here in a moment because we're going to talk about this. You said the Holy Ghost is not a doctrine as much as he is an experience. I've, I've been a Pentecostal Church of God preacher my whole life. I've known nothing else. I've probably preached the doctrine of the Pentecost of Pentecostalism forever. And why has it taken me so long to realize and it takes a young kid like you to come and preach a sermon and remind an old guy like me that the Holy Ghost is not a doctrine. He's an experience. Brother, that that's the most incredible incredible revelation I think I've ever heard in my life. You <laughs> really got me on fire. So Tell me about that, because we're going to talk about this revelation God give you about that, but uh, we need fire again in the church, don't we? Shame yes, God. yes. We Not need, enough of it, right? Right. We need the, I mean, we need the Holy Ghost moving. That's what birthed the New Testament church was, you know, the day of Pentecost, thousands of souls were added when the fire fell, when that Holy Ghost wind blew through that building and... And that was that's what birthed the New Testament church. It wasn't smart people. It wasn't people that you know had great talents. It was the presence of the Almighty God being with them and moving through them. Yes, it was. Praise God. Um, you know, 
how are we going to, you know, I mean, we know we want the fire. Right. We want the fire in the church, you know. But, I mean, what's it going to take, really, to get our current culture to grasp this fire falling from heaven? I mean, what what are we going to, as the church, physically going to have to do? How will we get them to see what we see? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it just kind of falls back to to Acts chapter 2 as the day of Pentecost, and I, I guess I'll refer to that a lot, but... It, it is the birthplace of the church and it was when the Holy Ghost fell that these thousands of people saw it and then they heard God worship they heard them worshiping God in all their languages it was the greatest witness and the greatest uh, power that drew these people was the Holy Ghost you know and Peter got up and said hey hey you know these aren't drunk as you suppose and then he preached Jesus through them but and then it was it was the Holy Ghost that changed Peter because before Peter's trying to cut people's ears off, he's denying Christ. But now he stands up in front of thousands and says that the Jesus you crucified and it, it changed him. And you know, if, if we want people to this world to see God, the Holy Ghost, he is the third person of the Godhead. And if he's not manifest in our churches, in our lives, how are they, you know, going to see God? And the Holy Ghost has not come to make us different than Christ, but the Holy Ghost has come to make us like Christ and to help us be like Christ and to, to, to magnify Christ and to lead us and guide us into all truths. And, and that's what we need. And, and referring to what you said, and unless you're w waiting for a little bit later, but there would talking about the Holy Ghost isn't a doctrine, it's a, an experience. And I, I don't want us to... I don't want people to hijack that and think that we sure. we can be incorrect and right as in long theology as, yes yeah, correct but but the problem is is I feel like in in many churches in America we've made it just a doctrinal belief and though we need to be correct about things is the the doctrine was only there to help keep us from straying into foolish things is that we need the experience of the Holy Ghost. You know, I read there in Acts this morning, I wanted to make sure I was correct about it, but in chapter 19, uh, Paul comes to that one city and he says, he finds some disciples and he's like, hey, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we, we haven't even heard of it. And so the Apostle Paul, he doesn't set this big class up and begin to, <laughs> and, you know, and teach them all yes. the theological things. Yes. The Bible says he asked them about their baptism, and they, he baptized them in the name of Jesus. And then the Bible said he laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Is It wasn't a theological thing to them. That's right. It wasn't. In fact, the experience was the theology in a sense. Because remember there when Peter comes back to the Jews and they're like, oh, you're preaching to them Gentiles, Cornelius' house, I believe it was. And and how can they be saved? And Bob, all these different things. And Peter said, oh, wait a minute. The same Holy Ghost that fell on us, it fell on them. Praise God. And it was the experience more became the theology, not, not the theology became an experience per se. It was what God did and God's moving his spirit and and I may not explain that just very well but 
I, I, I don't want it to become something I know sure. in my head. That's sure. what the thing is. I don't want it to become something I know in my head, but I want it to be something that I can feel in my heart. Well, I think anybody who hears what we're discussing realizes we're not trying to uh, underestimate the power of doctrine. Sure. Okay. Sure. But when we're making a statement or someone makes a statement like yourself that the Holy Ghost is not a doctrine, he's an experience. Yes. I, I think they're going to get that. Yes. You know, I mean, to me, it's just self-explanatory. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just shocked that I haven't figured that out all the years of my ministry, you know. Well, a very powerful statement. I think you have. You just you just may not put it into sentence. Is somebody that lives full of the Holy Ghost yes. understands it's yes. an experience. And yes, but I've never heard those words used like that. That's the first time I've ever heard that. And you know, I've got tears in my eyes because I'm talking about this right now. I'm, I mean, I'm emotional about it because I'm Pentecostal. I don't know if you know the name of our church, but yeah. Clovis Pentecostal Church of God. I've had some church growth pastors tell me the first thing I need to do to grow my church is to change the name on the church sign. But I'll tell you, we have more people and visitors come to our church because we, and they will tell me, did you know you're the only Pentecostal church in Clovis? Well, I have to correct them. We're really not the only Pentecostal church in Clovis. We're the only church that announces that. Yeah. You know, and celebrates that, you know. Yeah. And we're not about to change it. I didn't change it when I pastored in Hanford. I'm not about to change it here. We're Pentecostal. I'm proud of it. Amen. You know, Amen. and it is an experience. It's not a doctrine. It's an experience. Right. Right. And so, and it flows along with what I want as pastor. I want our church, Brother Shamgar, to be an Acts church. Yes. So we got to follow the guidelines of the book of Acts. Everything Amen. that they're doing. And we're, we're setting that up with our vision, our plan for the church. Amen. But, and I'm not going to get into all that, but a little side note. Yeah, many of the New Testament books in the Bible, and you probably know this, they end with the word "Amen." Yes, except for the Book of Acts. That's right, because <laughs> that wasn't the end. That's right. It's not that the wasn't end. the end. Nope, still ongoing. The Book of Acts has been being written. Yes, ever since the day yes. that it initially began. You know, and, so that's impressive. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, we're way past our time today, but sorry, <laughs> this is no, no, it's good, it's good, uh, it's been great. But before we go, I want you to pray for the folks out there listening to what we've talked about today. All right, I want you to just say a prayer, and then we're going to close. Okay, you just pray for the folks today. Would you do that, Brother Shamgar? Yes, Lord, we love you and we thank you. Yes, Lord, Jesus. we're thankful, God, that you hear us when we pray, Lord, yes, and we ask God for everyone that's listening under the sound of our voices, God, that you would let your Holy Ghost flow yes, over them one the more Lord. time anew praise and afresh. Yes, God. God, that it would not be just something we know in our head, but Lord, that you would fill us with the yes, baptism, Lord, full and overflowing, that we might be a, like that vessel you said, that out of us shall flow a river of praise living water. Lord. God, praise do it one Lord. more time praise on your Lord. men yes, and women. God. Lord, that we might continue praise to do God. what you've called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next time on Pastor Rob's podcast. We want you to have a great day today, okay? God bless you all.